0: Grace, mercy, and peace, and joy are all yours. From God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our meditation this morning is the second lesson appointed for this Sunday from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. He writes, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Does God want you to be happy? It's a question maybe you've heard people ask before. Right? Does God want me to be happy? And it's, a, it's something that people sometimes say in their life. Like God wants me to be happy, and it's to, to justify something that they do or decision that they make. I'm going to take this vacation because God wants me to be happy. I'm going to make this big purchase because God wants me to be happy. But sometimes maybe it's also to justify a sin we're committing in our life. Oh, God's not real serious about that. He wants me to be happy, right? And make this decision and, and live like this. This idea of happiness and God wanting us to be happy is can be one that we get ourselves in some, some bad spots, using it to justify things we do in our life. Now, is it true God wants you to be happy? Sure. Okay. But I think God wants something more than just happiness for you. What he wants for you is joy. And there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness, the word happiness comes from the word happenings. It's a feeling you have because of things that are happening to you or around you. That's what happiness is. It's it's an outward thing based on your circumstances. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. Now, does God want you to have happy feelings and happy emotions? Sure. Sure. But God wants you to have joy And joy is, is not the same as happiness I know we often use those words interchangeably in our, in our uh, English language but, but they're not the same Joy is an inner thing It's not outward Joy is, is not based on your circumstances Joy is not based on what is happening to you Joy is what I think I like to refer to or think about as a, a heart that's happy, a soul that's happy, not the outward feeling, but the state of everything's okay, no matter what. that no matter what the circumstances of my life, no matter what the, the, the goings on of our world, no matter what is going on anywhere, I can have joy. Because it's not found in the outward things. And it's God's will for you. Paul makes that very clear. He says the first words of our lesson, Rejoice always. Have joy always. He says this is God's will for you. God wants you to have joy. Always. It's his will for you in Christ Jesus. And those three little words are so important. Because if you start to think that the joy I have to find is within me, or by getting my life just right, or by things going well for me, then you're going to be missing out on what joy really is. It's God's will for us in Christ Jesus to be able to rejoice always. Paul is writing this letter to these Christians in the city of Thessalonica. That's why they're called the Thessalonians. And just a little background on these Thessalonians. They're very young in their faith. Actually, Paul was only able to be with them for about two weeks to share with them the gospel, the good news of their savior, Jesus Christ. And they received it with great joy, Paul writes in his letter. But then he had to go, because of persecution, because of his, his life was, was being threatened, God sent him to another place. But he loved these Christians here that he had only met and spent time with for, for two weeks. And so he sent back one of his coworkers to check on them, to see what was going on. And, and, and that report back to Paul was, was a good one. They were young in their faith, but they were living their faith. And, and they were sharing their faith and in, in spite of what was going on around them. And that was persecution. And that was suffering and that was struggle. For what they had found in this Christ Jesus. What they knew they now had, that nothing else mattered to them except what Jesus Christ had done for them. They were on fire. And not just an outward thing, but burning inside that led them to to profess their faith and live their faith and go and spread that message of the gospel. They had joy. And Paul writes to them and says, continue to rejoice always. That's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Joy is not about what happens to you. Joy comes because of what happened to another for you. You are able to have joy always in Christ Jesus. In just a week, we're going to look down into that manger again and see there God in flesh. God in the form of a little baby. God coming to us. What we're going to see as we go through the rest of the church here, we're going to see him grow up and live a life of perfection, to perfectly love his heavenly Father and to love his neighbor in thought and word and deed. We're going to follow him through to to a cross that the writer of the Hebrews says for his joy, that joy set before him he was willing to endure to endure the scorn and the shame and the suffering and the pain of that cross. We're going to follow him through into the season of Easter where we are going to Gather here and find joy in an empty tomb. That all is done. Our sins have been paid for. The gates of heaven are open to all who believe. Death cannot hold us. Life after the grave is ours through this one who comes for us. It's in this Christ Jesus that there is joy, and in him alone. In this one. That we find the forgiveness of every sin. In this one with whom we have peace with our Heavenly Father. In this one that promises that heaven is waiting for us. There, my friends, is joy. No matter what is going on in your life. No matter what the state of this world or your relationships. Joy is found in Christ Jesus alone. And what has been done for you. What happened to him and what happened for you. And that rejoicing always in Christ Jesus leads us to be able to do those other things Paul calls us to as Christians. He says that we can then pray continually. When you are rejoicing in Jesus and what he has accomplished for you and what he has done for you, then you will pray continually, won't you? You're going to constantly be thanking him and praising him in your prayers. You're going to be constantly going to him with, with every need for body and soul because of what he has already accomplished for you. To know that that one sits at the right hand of the Father as your intercessor, as the one who's ruling and controlling all things for you and for your good. We pray continually in this joy that we have in this Christ Jesus. And then we can even give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances because of the joy we have in Jesus. Even in suffering, even in struggle, we're able to give thanks in every circumstance of life because of what our Savior Jesus has done, is doing, and still will do for us. The source of our joy. Your friends, God wants you to have this joy. It's his will for you in Christ Jesus. And maybe you're not feeling the joy. Maybe, maybe you're wondering, I want that. I'd love to have that. And maybe the, maybe the problem... Likely the problem? The reason you don't have that joy in Jesus, that, that you're being too controlled and, and, and your, your feelings are getting the better of you, or, or, or the things around you are causing you to feel joyless, is because you've been quenching the Spirit. You've been treating the prophecies of Scripture with contempt. That's what Paul writes to these Christians, that he writes to you and I today. Don't quench that spirit. Don't treat those prophecies, those words of Scripture with contempt. If you're struggling with joy, if you're struggling with that that inner sense of of happiness and, and, and peace, no matter what is going on around you, likely you're not focused on the joy that God wants you to have that you find right here. You're quenching the Spirit. You're putting out His fire. The Holy Spirit who works through this Word to come to bring you these blessings of Jesus. Right? When we don't listen to them, when we don't believe them, when we ignore them, when we're too filled with other messages of this life, we're treating this with contempt. that's why you don't have any joy. That's why your joy is maybe not full because maybe you've been listening to the prophecies of the world the messages that they're sending at you that that joy is 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 found within yourself and taking care of yourself and focusing on yourself that joy can be found in just the right circumstances of life if you just get a little bit more money or a little bit better job or or that joy can somehow be found in human relationships Now, to a point, we can find some sense of joy in some things in this life, can't we? We can find some joy in our marriage. We can find some joy in in doing things for other people. We can find some sort of level of joy in the things of this life, but nothing that will last. Nothing that is certain. Because even that joy in that marriage is combated with struggle. Even the joy in in doing things for others can be squelched when that selfish nature makes its way in there and says, well, what's in this for me? The circumstances of our life, our job, our money, whatever that might be that you're trying to find joy in, you know how fickle those are you know how quickly those can be taken you know how temporary they are but the joy that we have in Jesus is lasting it's sufficient it's it's eternal don't quench the spirit he says don't treat the prophecies with contempt test these other message that you are hearing cling to what is good reject what is evil he says Find joy alone in Jesus. And where do you find Jesus? In this word of God. He is the word made flesh. Here we get to see him. Here we experience what true joy really is. You know, we've been talking about the two advents of Jesus. The the first advent, that first coming that we're going to celebrate in just a week. But his second advent, that coming again. But we can even think about a third advent of Jesus. That Jesus comes to us right now, in word and in sacrament, continually. Right now, we live in the third advent of Jesus, as we come and sit in these pews and listen to what he has done for us. We experience that third advent of Jesus and the coming of his word as we open up our Bibles at home and read devotions with our families, or spouse. In just a little while, we're going to come up to this table and hear the advent of Christ coming to us through that bread and that wine, giving us his very body and blood. And what has Jesus come to bring us? What does Jesus in this third advent through word and sacrament desire to continue to fill us with? Yes, forgiveness of every sin. Yes, peace with our Heavenly Father. Yes, the promise of an eternal life waiting for us. But joy. A joy filled life and heart and mind. It's not something you have to seek out. It's not something you have to search for. It's here. And God himself gives you this joy. This is the way our lesson ends. Paul writes: May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you, He is faithful, and He will do it. You see, God is working that joy within you. God is giving you that happy heart, that happy soul, as He continues to sanctify you. That that word "sanctify" means to to cleanse you, to make you holy, to make you more in his image. And he does that through these means of word and sacrament. Here he is working in you to mold you into his fashion. To find in him alone what your heart is longing for. That peace and that contentment and that satisfaction and that joy found in him alone. And to know that someday you will get to stand before your Lord Jesus Christ blameless holy in his presence to experience that eternal joy forever God is faithful to these promises God will do it here it is right here this is where he works this is where he fills you with a life of joy no matter what is going on in your life no matter what you do no matter what you're experiencing there is joy found in Christ Jesus alone it, it, this joy is not based on, on, on your past, right? That your 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 past, your no matter what's in it, how bad it is, cannot keep you from that joy. Uh, the, the present that you're experiencing right now, maybe that health diagnosis, or that small bank account. Or that trouble in that relationship. Or or that struggle with addiction. Or that mental health struggle. Whatever it is you are going through right now, presently. In Jesus, there's even joy found in those. And and, and the future? No matter what it might hold, as unknown as it is to you. Yes, joy then too. When that joy is found in Jesus. Jesus. In him alone is a joy-filled life and heart and mind in him. And in the view of the two advents in which we live, we, we have that joy, don't we? We have to have that joy. Because we look down to that manger and we see joy come to us. Right? We look forward to that coming again and know that of that eternal joy that we will get to, to experience. And right now, in between those two advents, he longs to keep you in joy and fill you with joy. These Christians in Thessalonica were young in their faith. They were struggling with persecution. All these reasons to give up on their faith, to give up on Jesus, to give up on the gospel, but yet they were living their faith and they were sharing their faith and how can we not do? You see, because this This joy is not just meant for the few of us here. God desires, it's His will that all would know His joy. And you've got another opportunity coming up next week. All right, we're going to sing on Christmas Day our closing song Joy to the World. It's not joy to the few of us, it's joy to the world. This is joy that God longs for the entire world to have. And the world has been looking for joy and searching for it in all of the wrong places. You know what that's like. But you found it. You know where it is. And now we get to share it. To share where only true joy can be found. Those who are missing out on it, we get to proclaim joy to the world. A joy-filled heart, a joy-filled mind, a joy-filled life in Jesus. It's yours. Now go and share it. Amen.